Welcome back to another episode of the No Names Podcast. I'm Carlos Cordova, and I'm sitting here with Enrique De Leon and George Gonzalez. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hello? Is this hi, guys. On? Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> hi, guys. Is this alphabetical order, George, or what are you doing? All right, I'll go first. Hello, everyone. Enrique. This is what? Episode what? Episode... <laughs> this is episode three. 500 and... Oh, three? All right. 503. 503, yeah. That sounds better. You know, like it's like your check checking book. You know, they always send you like, we'll start at the thousands, <laughs> so your check just, won't get rejected. Just throw a couple <laughs> zeros up there. <laughs> uh, today is May tenth, and today we're going to be reviewing the two thousand film, The Patriot, starring Mel Gibson. But before we do that, is there anything new in the news? I got a few things. If you guys don't have anything. I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Well, Tom Cruise, he's going to space. I'm shocked. NASA's setting him up. I'm shocked. You saying that, that he hasn't been in space already. That's that's what I was about to say. This does not (laughs) surprise me at all. I thought he had a house on the moon already. (laughs) He probably did. Didn't he try, try to go once and he said, Houston, we have a problem. Wasn't that him? (laughs) <laughs> I think I read that in a history book somewhere, yeah. Oh, no. That was Tom Hanks, that bastard. He stole that line, too. That's one of, one of the Toms. Jeez. That's when Tom Hanks played Tom Cruise in that one movie. Uh. <laughs> he had nice hair, though. You got to admit. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he brought that Mission Impossible 2 stuff back. So um, some big wig at NASA tweeted out that they were going to be working with a film studio to send Tom Cruise to the International Space Station to film a movie. And there's some speculation that it's going to be for a new Mission Impossible movie. But uh, those rumors have been shot down. So it's an untitled project at the moment. What's funny is I am not interested in him in space at all. At the actual space station. I mean, can they actually do special effects and blow things up up there? Uh, <laughs> they can't. That's a good right? question. I mean, they can't. I, I, they're gonna have to send a whole crew up there. Exactly. So I, I think it's probably just gonna be him talking in space. The, you know, the farther away you can get from the Rona, the safer it is. So I don't know. That's that's true. That's probably what the whole plan is. Um. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no interest. It seems kind of gimmicky. I actually have a feeling this isn't going to go through. I don't know. It's Tom Cruise. Is there any other, is there, literally, is there any other actor that it wouldn't be possible? I mean, he's like the only actor in Hollywood that it's not far-fetched. Tom Hanks. Damn it. I think Tom Hanks can do it. That freaking Tom Hanks Tom. always just rears his ugly head. Tom Hanks didn't go to space, but he he went close to space. But he's got to be in every storyline. That's the problem. <laughs> can we he's... leave him out? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be some time before we we hear some news about this movie. Um, But it kind of seems like at the moment, space is the only place you can film. So, um, other than that... Runners running the streets. (laughs) Universal is going to set up a a space studio. (laughs) 
and they might hey they might work they might work with the space force agency you know speaking of which i was just about to mention that i was just about to mention that they just released a new trailer (laughs) no no they released a new trailer for the space force Uh, i'll ask you what you think about it oh you didn't watch it it no i i mm. it's got a pretty good cast of people yeah you should watch it greg daniels and steve carell the guys behind the office so there is some potential there. Yeah, it looks good. It looks yeah, pretty good. I think I think it looks good. You know, I take that back. I did see it. I thought it was a serious one. Wasn't there a serious one? I never heard of the serious one. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I d- yeah, I did see that one. It seemed like it was like The Office. Yeah, it's going to be a comedy series on Netflix. And he gets to drop f bombs. <laughs> he gets to cuss. He gets to yeah, cuss. so it's got. Steve Carell, John Malkovich, really sure who else I'm kind of blanking on the names, but it is kind of a stacked. John Riley, is it? John Riley's in it too. The only thing that bummed me out with the trailer when I saw it, um, to be honest with you, was that he didn't say faggy once, but whatever. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence, okay. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, Noah Emmerich, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz. Uh, no, it has. It looks like it's a funny cat. It just seems it was too close to the office for me to take it serious. So I, I just said okay. So it looks like it's a ten episode series, and I'm sure they're just going to dump all of them at once. So I'll just binge it. I heard there was a um, like an actual Space Force uh, recruitment video. That's what I was like. That, that, that's what you guys were talking about. Oh, uh, I did not I know that. I don't know neither. <clears throat> oh, really? I don't oh. know that. Yeah, I mean, it shows the guy and everyone in their uniforms. Yeah, there's a real. That's what I thought you guys were talking about. I've seen the trailer, the the comedy show, but the comedy series. Wait, there's an actual uni- space have force uniforms for the space force already. Yeah, you haven't seen them. They're, they're like yeah, they're camouflage. <laughs> Because in space, you just don't, you know, it's like the VC, you can't see them. You don't know where they're coming from, you know? <laughs> but there is a recruitment. It's a United States Space Force recruitment video. Yeah, Check speaking of the uniform, it's kind of funny. The poster for this show is Steve Carell wearing the uniform. Mm-hmm. And it's got, um, like, the imprint of the surface of the moon. And he's, like, blending into the moon. <laughs> so it's got craters. <laughs> oh, I see that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be funny because it's Steve Carell, yeah. but I I just think well, it just uh, it's too much The Office for me personally. But May 29th, we'll talk about it after then. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was there is some Star Wars news, and I think. Some people are kind of burnt out on Star Wars because the new franchise, in my opinion, wasn't really that great. But there is potential with all the new series on Disney+. Plus. So they announced that Boba Fett was going to make a return in The Mandalorian Season 2. And they also announced that Taika Waititi is going to be the next director for... I think it's going to be a standalone Star Wars film. So, uh, my opinion, that's a good pick. Same guy that did Thor Ragnarok. Um, he just made Jojo Rabbit. He's made um, a great underrated movie called What We Do in the Shadows. If you guys haven't seen that, I'd actually would recommend that one. Well, the actual Bo- the Boba Fett, the original Boba Fett. 
the character or the yeah. actor? The character. No, the, the, I'm talking about storyline ways. Yeah, so um, he didn't die. The Mandalorian takes place about you know 30 years after uh, Return of the Jedi. He is making a return. So he went through the whole digestive process and everything? He came out the back end. On the size of that volcano. Jeez, you can't you can't digest the bounty hunter, man. I wonder how big that crater was. <laughs> came out as a as a hemorrhoid on the scar rack. He was just like <laughs> corn, he just went for the ride. <laughs> Maybe he just used his jetpack and just shot right through that thing. Uh uh. Uh, Carlos, uh, that can't be quite possible because if you were uh, to, uh, you know, <laughs> the acidity levels of the stomach. The thickness of the skin on the scarlet <laughs> is way too thick. <laughs> the enzymes might get cut in the... <laughs> uh, Enrique, you saw The Mandalorian, right? No, I haven't. Uh, so am I the only one? I think I've seen enough memes to know what happens. But... To know, okay. I've seen I've seen a few episodes. <laughs> I'm almost done. I don't know if you saw George. There's an episode where the Mandalorian helps another bounty hunter hunt down an assassin, and at the end of that movie, there is kind of an Easter egg that hints towards Boba Fett making a comeback. And I guess Ooh, nice. this I like week they confirmed that, yes, that is Boba Fett. Nice. Well, that's a good way. I should start yeah. watching it. So uh, the series I thought was all right. Uh, the last episode, also directed by Taika, I think is the best of the series. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. That should be cool. What's the name of the director again? Taika Watiti. You know what? I could have sworn I had that massage last week, but uh, <laughs> I'm drinking that mixed drink right now. <laughs> All right. I don't know. She just jumped on my back and just went to town. She called it the Taikiki Mashishi. So <laughs> started with a Taika and ended in the Wakiki. Yeah. Something in between. I don't know. Felt good <laughs> For an extra five bucks. Carlos, I, I think whatever happens in that room stays in that room. Unless you get an STD, then you got to speak up about that. Well, you know, the wife eventually is going to find out too. But well, at least just put a Yelp review. She's up not going to listen to this, is she? I don't think anyone's listening to this. <laughs> Hold on, let me see the let me see the followers. Oh, yeah, wait a second. Yeah, you're right. Holy shit, three thousand. No, it's just three. It's just just us three. Just us three. No, I'm just wait, adding those two. Heroes. George, are you following us, George? Jeez. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the news. I got nothing else. All right. Well, let's get started on this. Uh, got nothing else. Patriot. Enrique, I know this is your favorite movie, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Well, to say the least, uh, being the Patriot that I am, right? <laughs> yeah. In, well, we got to first read what it's about, right? Is that what you do, Carlos? Yes, that is what I do. I always I look up the I figured IMDb. you would do that for me, but I guess you want me to take well, that one on this one. I got it right here, so I'm going to take the mic back from you. No, just okay, leave me out uh... there. hang me out to dry there, Carlos, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriot uh, was released in 2000 by director Ronald Emmerich. It was written by Robert Rodat. Never heard of him. 
and the synopsis of the movie. first the last movie exactly <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> a peaceful farmer benjamin martin is driven to lead the colonial militia during the american revolution when a sadistic british officer murders his son Z. but anyways uh, okay Z. well that's a typo on imdb's part yeah well i think they're not trying to give you too much i think they yeah, want well, you to watch spoiler. it uh, this stars Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, and Jolie Richardson. All right. Well, and Jason Isaacs, and Chris Jason Cooper. Isaacs, Chris Cooper, yes, and Tom Wilkinson's. There's, Tom, there's a lot of people in this. Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, I like that guy. Well, they have your token Tom, English people here, so it's Tom, you know, Tom Wilkinson. <laughs> exactly, Tom Wilkinson, isn't he? He is a headmaster. Jason Isaac was in this. He. Well, okay, let's start with the movie first. So, director, Roland Emmerich. I don't know how familiar our audience is with watching movies, but if you hear Roland Emmerich... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should know something. You're in for a doozy. Um, Well, he was... What's he known for? Well, he's known for... He's got a genre. Quite a few uh, blunders, I guess you could say. He's known for the end of the world. The end of the world, always. And mass destruction. Yeah, I mean, he was what coming off of uh, Godzilla and Independence Day before he did this. So yeah, Independence though, just I don't know why that made such good. Well, I will say I do like Independence Day. Really, I like everything else other than that. I'm not not a fan. Right. He did. Uh, he also did. You know, he wrote the day after tomorrow. Not surprising. <laughs> Another. End of the world movie, yeah, it is all he yeah. does. So you you just think grand scheme. I mean, this guy does these big, huge movies and these big shoot, big, uh, big scenes. You know, mostly digital, of course. But that's my only thing. I always think about it when I hear his name. I'm like, because oh, he he did Midway, and if you've seen the trailers of that, a lot of it was CGI. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you- as far as this one, I I actually uh, was not fond of it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, um, makes two of us. It probably makes three of us. It, it makes three of us. Um, <laughs> first of all, it was, I don't know, what was it? 30 hours? No, three hours. It was three hours long. It was yeah, 30 it was days long. 30 days. <laughs> That's how long it took me to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, it wasn't good. And I feel bad because it's a, you see the, the Patriot and you're like, all right, we finally, you know, it's going to look, it's going to make us, it's going to make the American Revolution look good. You know, you just kind of hope yeah. that. It was, and it didn't. <laughs> and it, it may have been Mel Gibson too, though. I mean, look at the, the actors as well. I didn't, you know, Heath Ledger, what? Heath Ledger was on it and he was still young. He just came off of, uh, what, 10 things I hate about years or something like that. And so, I don't know, he looked really young. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that 10 things. I hate about you or something. Uh, Mel Gibson, I don't know. From personally, I'm not a Mel Gibson fan. Um, Jolie Richardson, I only know her because of Nip Tuck. You know, other than that, I don't think I've seen her in another movie. Um, so the cast, I, I wasn't too fond of. The acting wasn't that great. It was terrible. The yeah. music, unfortunately, the music was by John Williams. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. I saw that. I thought I was listening to the Jurassic Park 
theme in certain parts of the movie. Well, the funny thing is, he, I, I couldn't hear anything because the music was on the whole movie. I don't know if you caught that or not. The music was so overwhelming. I was like, Jesus, this song again? Like, let the actors act. Like it was. I thought the I thought the music was just so overwhelming that I it just killed the movie vibe for me. Like I, I don't know. It just it was too much music for me personally. Um, the scenes. I, I I mean I've read I've read a little bit I read a little bit about where it was filmed at and it was all filmed in South Carolina, which is cool. I just felt like the you know, the grand scheme of like the whole big cinematography. And it actually, I think it won for cinematography. Didn't I? I think it won for cinematography. Um, yeah, it did. But I thought it was, it just looked, you know, CGI-ish. It looked too fake for me. Um, you know, I, I know you're not going to be able to replicate it nowadays, especially. I mean, you know, I think what made it seem so fake was that during the big battle scenes, the acting was really bad. Like yeah. over the top bad, very dramatic deaths. Um, it's and the music, the music was overwhelming. I kept yeah. saying, "Damn, let the actors act." Jeez, just. But even times when they gave an opportunity for the actors to act, it either seemed really underwhelming, on like Mel Gibson's part, or just a little too over the top with the supporting actors. I don't know, George. What do you think? I think that the movie was really bad. I think it was bad. <laughs> I think it was really bad. Uh, just before I continue, did you know that Roland Emmerich also directed Stargate <laughs> and Universal Soldier? You know what's so funny is when you're <laughs> the topic is one movie, and now you bring up is the other movies he's done. I'm just saying <laughs> he directed those. Right? Those are no, you know, White God. House Down. <laughs> This guy wants to see. I don't know. So no, anyway, so I thought I was in for at least an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. you know, good or bad, just at least entertaining. But man, was it a slog? It was very boring. It was long. All his sons got murdered. Like no, seriously, two, two out of the four. Oh, the two main ones. Yeah, because the other ones are kids. Um. They're still his sons. Jeez. George. Yeah. See I mean, father the... out there, six kids. What's the matter with you? No, I meant they were like in the war, like as part of the storyline and the, the big deal. He didn't care about the other ones, man. In the movie, it didn't show that he really cared. He's just. Yeah, he's like, go to your aunt's house. I know. He literally sends them to his aunt's house. Did you guys watch the movie? You guys didn't watch the movie, did you? I watched the movie. Remember and... when they, took, they took his son, remember? And then he used the other two. He. He yeah. put him in certain places to attack. Yes. He set up his gun. I mean, like, you know, you got to remember in those days, man, that's what they did. It was, it's not like, you know what I mean? I, you, you were shot on sight or, or you killed his life. And kids, I guess saw, that's, kids saw I guess things that's... that just weren't, they weren't supposed to see. You know what I mean? It's just it a different time. I, I guess that's one of the things I did like. I mean, it, um, the gory, it was pretty gory and, it kind of captured what it was like back then. I mean, it, you know. Um, Speaking of that, I didn't realize back in the day that war was so organized. Yeah. That they <laughs> literally took turns yeah. <laughs> shooting each other. And I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I cannot believe this is the way war was handled back in it the was, day. Yeah. yeah. 
it's insane. Yeah, it is. That's... It's very insane. And uh, but <laughs> no, that is crazy. And it's funny. It's fun to watch. But that's how it was. I mean, and uh, one thing that really bothered me about the movie was this is one scene where the music was so loud and it was so much, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> It was like a literally slow motion five minute cutscene oh. or action scene. I, if you guys remember, there's only one scene. It's like literally five minutes long, but it felt like 25% of the movie just because it was in slow motion and the music was so loud and it wouldn't end. Yeah. Was this during the final battle the final, scene? Yeah. It was during, it was towards the end. Yeah. Uh, and Martin, uh, Mel Gibson and Chris, uh, Jason Isaac, right? Yeah, so, but I think. This guy was fighting too. Heath Ledger was there too. I oh, think it was. No, it, didn't. it was. I think his scene there was a slow motion scene too. It could have been the when he gets killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah when, when he gets killed. killed. Yeah, and when he gets killed. It's funny because when he shoots him, you could tell he he doesn't kill him. I meant he should have been expecting that, but I know that brings up a point. Um, there's this cliche in movies where they that happens, right? Where you think that a character killed, you know, the bad guy, but the bad guy is like face down and they draw out this like dramatic thing where he's going to go in and like finalize the kill. But I feel like the audience knows that the guy isn't dead and that he's going to either turn around mm -hmm. and stab the character or he's going to shoot the character. And it's it's just like so overdone in movies. Yeah. Because it's, it even gets worse. The, like the scene we were talking about, Carlos, when at the end, when he fights, finally gets his revenge or whatever, that yeah, literally took again. forever. Um, it, it, it always yeah. trips me out because, I mean, you know, you've seen Braveheart, you've seen all these big battle scenes. And the funny thing that always catches me off guard is like no one else jumps in. Like, I'm sure everybody's going one on one, but, you know, the English really like outnumbered them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You figure somebody would say, like, hey, that's my general. Let me go like hump him out. They make a circle around them and let them do their own thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing I've always, uh, you know, that's one thing I've always. Yeah, yeah you think like one end. of the colonial guys would have been like, oh, you know, Mel Gibson's about to get his head chopped off. Maybe I should step in. <laughs> Which would have made it more intriguing, right? But no, they slowed it down, slow motion, and yeah. he's looking around yeah. everywhere. Uh, and then he does like a matrix like head move. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I, I try to take Mel Gibson serious, even in Braveheart. I, I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to take him serious. Really, seriously. Like he overdoes it. Like, um, you know, when they ki kill his son. I mean, I, granted, he, he's playing the part, but you just think it's Mel Gibson with a ponytail. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Tom of ponytails, Tom Hanks to drop drop that uh, <laughs> drop that Thompson gun, machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys notice that every single that uh, ponytails were in back in the days as well? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I don't think barbering was I invented didn't... until uh, seventeen eighty nine. Oh, so Enrique was born. Okay, so, Enrique was born the <laughs> year this movie takes place. Uh, yeah, after the Battle of uh, <laughs> I was <gonna> say, <laughs> Williamsburg, uh, <laughs> Lexington, Lexington. There we go. I was gonna say did Gettysburg, you... but I think that's a little. Uh, honestly, did you did you guys realize that Mel Gibson single handedly turned the tide of the war 
he grabbed the flag and ran all the way back. Oh, man. All he said was, push on, and then everyone said, all right, you know what? That's a good idea. And we'll just turn around and say, you know what? That's good. Let's just, let's just go back. This is our country. You're damn right. I wonder if Activision was like, they stole our capture the flag idea. <laughs> was like, no, this movie was literally the the greatest capture the flag battle there ever was. <laughs> With wigs. <laughs> so it had its moments. Uh, you know, like every long movie we always discuss, it, it could they could have shaved off a nice hour and made it more uh, impactful. You're just like, man, that was a good action movie. You know, yeah, I was reading this. I was reading up on this movie, and they were saying that it was one of the drawbacks, making it seem like he literally turned the tide, you know, of yeah. the whole war. But I've I read too that this is a very uh, inaccurate movie in terms of history. Yeah. So. Oh, it looks like it. Yeah. They- yeah. I, 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 I can understand the basis of it, like, the red codes and you know, I mean, yeah, that's true. And this, but the storyline, yeah, you can't take that. I mean, you know, it's Hollywood again. And it's like, I know they're not trying to rewrite history per se, but I mean, yeah, you know, if you were to take it serious, come on, really, you know, they couldn't, they didn't have to kill both kids in the movie. I think the movie lost a lot of it when it, I think it tried to do too much. Like they killed the son. It's okay. So he goes back into war and all this other stuff, but then, it's like he's just it loses. He just starts losing everything, and he has nothing to live for. Yeah, but you gotta understand. And, back in those days, I mean, there was. I mean, they had a militia and they had the Continental Army, which, I mean, who was really signing up for those things? I mean, that's that's one of the good things that there was good points in the movie, and they're saying when they would go around the towns and and ask for people, you know, to see oh, yeah, yeah. the end. So you know, there are certain parts where you're like, yeah, I can. That I'm sure that's how it happened. I mean, it's not to the extent of the way they show it. You know, I'm sure it was a lot more grimier. And it was, you know, you literally had to get on a horse and you literally had to go to, you know, it wasn't, you know, they didn't send emails and whoever responded to the RSVP then they were in, you know. So, and then, like I was saying, like the kids, I mean, people saw brutality. I mean, people saw, you know, dead bodies. I mean, it was, that's what it was. I mean, you, there were no fences. You just, you had your home and you protected it as best you can and, you know, the English came and, you know, that was, that was your ass basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, you, so in that part, I, I see, yeah, it's just, it, it was too, I don't know. I, I don't want to say like over glorified, like that's, you know, but it, it wasn't gritty. I think that's my problem with it is it wasn't yeah. gritty. Like, you know, um, like other movies that try to, you know, like the Westerns and all that, where they, you know, yeah. you know, to George's point, I think they make uh, Jason Isaac's character, they, they try too hard to make the audience dislike him. And so they do things like that, where it's like, okay, now we're going to kill the little kid, um, burn down the church. You know, he's got all these like scenes where it's like, okay, this guy's like clearly an asshole. But yeah. to your point too, Enrique, like uh, historically, we already know that, you know, the British were assholes. Yeah. You know, in, in the colonial times, so there was real, like really, there's no need to like overplay it. I think um, yeah. just because the cause of the war alone was enough for you to hate British people. Yeah, but not everybody was joining. Well, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the well, they, they people really feared that army, that British army. I mean, there were the I guess at that time where there were the 
largest superpower. I know. I mean, they were on their horses. They had, you know, nice coats. They, and uh, also, also like the know, children, like, you know, the back then people had that many children. The reason why is because you didn't know if they were going to survive birth. I mean, um, but so you needed farm you, workers too. You needed farm workers too. You didn't know if they were going to survive that. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's when they were crossing the West, I mean, people had, you know, carriages of kids. Some of made it, some of them didn't. So what's a couple kids? <laughs> what's a few? Yeah. Get over what's it. What's a few kids? Get over it. You're going to start but, a revolution? So from, to its core, I, I liked it in the sense of, yeah, you know, I could see that. Like I said, it, for me, it wasn't gritty enough. It was too clean. You know, that's one thing that always bugs me about movies like this, like time periods, like everyone has clean teeth and it's like, you know, I'm sure not everybody yeah. had clean teeth, you know, it, for some reason that always stands out with me. If they were, whether it's a Western or whether, whatever it is, I'm always looking at the teeth for some odd reason. Was, yeah, that, no, guy's, that guy has some chiclets on him. Like, come on. Is it really <laughs> like that? Like show syphilis, show him having syphilis what? or something. Let's be real. What, what was your favorite? Um, what was your favorite uh, quote or line from the movie? Uh, you know, scene? it was hard for me to choose anything from it. Uh, <laughs> you could talk about when they when he goes to town to uh, uh, what's that town? Uh, to when when he goes to the Senate and he wants and he's saying he's not going to get into the war. Everybody wanted expected him to go into the war. I mean, there's a lot of lines you could have picked. My only favorite part of that movie was uh, I liked Heath Ledger's like enthusiasm about this you know about fighting the, the english mm-hmm. and, and and being excited about that you know being a young kid not knowing what lies ahead but you see the uh the overall goal like we need to beat these you know we need to beat the british you know uh but that part where the guy goes um when they first lose their, lose their battle you know and they go back and and he sees the flag on the floor you know and the guy is just like uh uh, what he said? Oh, it's a lost cause or something. He says yeah. it's a lost cause, and he didn't even say nothing. He just picks it up and he puts it in his pouch and he takes off. I mean, you know, I thought that was a, I thought that was a good scene, um, but not much, not much stuck out to me. Usually, a line will stick out, and I'll have to write it down right away. Nothing really stuck out. <laughs> well, my uh, my favorite. Uh, well, I'll tell you what my favorite scene is. I guess. Uh, it has my favorite line uh, when Tom Wilkinson or Cornwallis is berating the uh, Jason Isaacs. What's that guy's name? I, uh, like, William Tavington. Tavington, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right before, right before he comes in, he's talking about how um, he's missing his outfits and how he's wearing a a horse's rug or whatever it is. Yeah, and how he just talks so much crap about Tavington and the line that he used. My favorite line is you're such a fine soldier, but you are bested by a bedtime story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was good. Um, Yeah. Nothing stuck out to me. Um, the only thing that comes to mind, it's not even a line, but in the first battle scene that you see when Heath Ledger goes to that ransacked house and he looks mm-hmm. through the window and there's the first battle, um, it happens. It's like a split second, but a guy gets decapitated by a cannonball. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, he says no line where... for me. That's it. There's another one where the, it, it uh, takes somebody's leg off. 
uh, later yes. on in another battle scene. And yeah. they, you just see the ball rolling and it just shoo, takes off from the knee down. <laughs> it just takes the whole, it takes from the knee down, it takes the whole leg. It was rolling cool. fast. The deaths were pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In oh, movies like this, if, if you look at um, their eyeballs, like eight out of 10 guys will always cross their eyes before they fall. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm waiting. You, were you waiting for Yakety Sax to play? Did you yeah. guys buy into Mel Gibson wielding a tomahawk? <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to explain it, right? The reason they try to explain it, well, he explains it basically, right? When At he, the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, but I mean, throughout the throughout the film, they also talk about you know him and the what was it the French Indian War, and how he you know how he's like this you know god on the soldier field, like you know the hero yeah. of the wilderness or something yeah. like that. So, I for the most part, I guess movie wise, yeah, yeah, it was a sweet, it's a sweet axe though, wasn't it? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that thing was like sterling silver. Yeah, I know. Shiny. It looked engraved with, with stuff. Oh, also, we the one thing we didn't talk about, uh, you know, how about the brothers and sisters that were there helping out with the with the houses? Um, you know, you know, I, a, you know, it was South Carolina, so it was more of the southern states. Um, kind of weird, but you know, it, it, they they also showed that aspect of it as far as you know G- george washington saying you know they do their time they can be uh, but freed what was what was weird about it is that they weren't slaves yeah i know which then you know they were in south carolina but slavery wasn't abolished until like after way after yeah, so I think so they, they were slaves. Just in this movie, they didn't want to depict them as slaves. As slaves, yeah. And uh, I guess not. No, because they they mention in the movie one of the I don't I don't know one of the white guys says the white guy that's always talking crap, and then at the end he's like, "I'm honored to be here next to you." Yeah. Well, even he, well, even um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. He mentions it to one of the guys, or no, I'm sorry. Tavington says it to one of the black guys. Hey, if you want, you could come over to our side. And then the guy's like, "Well, I'm no slave. Um, I'm here. I'm a freed man. I'm here, and I get paid or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "It's not very realistic." Yeah, that and um, you know, I I don't know, you know, how many slaves actually did fight in the Revolutionary War, but you know, they only had like one guy on the team. That uh, the guy that couldn't read, the guy that read couldn't read, he couldn't read good. He spoke pretty good English towards the end of the movie. I don't know if you saw that. He was speaking very, he was very well spoken. (laughs) He was very well spoken. Do you remember how um, that character gets involved in fighting with the militia? Uh, because when he signs up, he's voluntold by his slave master, exactly, and then. Mel Gibson tells him if he signs on there, he's a free man. He can sign for himself. And that guy was uh, Ocam, was the character's name, played by J. Arlene Jones. Yeah, Ocam. So yeah, they they briefly touch on it, um, not too much. 
I don't know what I, I don't know how much they wanted to touch on it or not, you know. Yeah, I think if you're looking for historical accuracy, this just isn't the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think uh so ultimately I'll give you my score. But I think what happened was uh this guy Roland Emmerich was coming off of Independence Day and Godzilla, some blockbuster movies, so they said just make whatever you want. We'll give you all the money and hire Mel Gibson. So yeah. that's exactly what they did. Um, and he has what, to have a ponytail. What was, Mel, what, a ponytail. what was Mel Gibson huh? coming off of? He was what? Coming off of uh, Payback and Lethal Weapon 4. Mel Gibson. Uh, I like Payback. I never saw Payback. Lethal Weapon, uh, I did see because that, that was a Jet Li one, right? He was coming mm. off of uh, Chicken Run. He did the voice mm. of that uh, stop motion movie. Oh, uh, did Ten Hotel, Chicken Run, Payback, Lethal Weapon Four, and Conspiracy. What Women Want. Yeah. Mm. Mel Gibson at the time was still a. Uh, he was still it. Yeah. Yeah, he was Lethal still Weapon Four. I mean, that tells you something. That had its run. That was, a, that was a Jet Li one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went all the way up to four. This was all before he claimed the Holocaust wasn't real. Which, well, because he was there. I so. think he was celebrating when this came out. I think that was that at the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did no one show him Schindler's List? Well, he made up for it with the passion. So. That is that's true. People forgave him after Passion of the Christ. <laughs> well, we'll dive into that um, one later. Uh, so overall score, George. Sorry about that. You were on your roll. Uh, I would give it. Um, I'd give it a five. Five. All five. right. Down the middle, Carlos. I'm going to give this movie a three. Three. Um, oh wow. Yeah. This was this is really low on the scale for me. The only good thing I have to say about this movie was I liked um, the costume and the set pieces. That was it. Hmm. I wasn't into anything else. Right. Well, um, I was a little more generous than you guys. Um, even though the funny thing is, what did I write here? The music sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the directing, I that's probably one of the reasons why I gave it a higher score than it deserved. The acting, I didn't think it was that great. Cinematography, like I said, you know me and cinematography, dude. I love, you know, the grand scope scenes, you know. I knew they were fake, so it was like, come on. But me, seriously, I gave it a 6.2. Overall, a 6.2. Which I realize it's a little bit higher than you guys. I just figured, hey, you know what I mean? American you Revolution, you know, there's some accuracy and some inaccuracies, but it's good to see it, you know, um, even though it's a little you know, glorified as far as, you know, over so, the top yeah. acting and, but it's good to see things like this, you know, from time to time, you know, gives you, it's, at the end of the movie, you kind of feel good, you know, hey, you know. Yeah, after three hours. We did win. We did win. Yeah, you're right. Three hours. After three, you know. I I love to talk about the father son, but it was too, I don't know. It was, I thought that would get me. 
it, yeah, it didn't it didn't stick out like the other two movies that it we didn't, saw. It didn't it didn't get me. It didn't I get me. It, it didn't get tried, me either. They just tried too hard to be. They, um, I don't movie. think they earned it. Yeah, and then, you know what? I and I think, think I think part it. of it was was Mel Gibson for me, man. He didn't sell it to me. Like I said, with the, with Tom Hanks at first, him and him and uh, his son in that in that Road to Perdition, you because Tom Hanks can do that the one on one with a child and it's a script, and he he can do that uh, DDL as well on the last one. Like you know, Mel Gibson to do that, uh, I, no. And I think that's what killed it for me. If it was probably a different actor. Someone that can Mel Gibson is good for revenge. Yeah, revenge. Uh, off the wall. Yeah, off the wall. I think you know uh, comedy too. I think he honestly the only thing that I really like Mel Gibson in is the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah, I can't really. The think first of one. Else. The first one, of course, is a classic. But I mean, even like We Were Soldiers, you know, I couldn't see that one. You know, yeah. I don't know Braveheart. I saw because. They told me about the battle. I had a buddy, buddy of mine who just kept bugging me about the freaking about the battle scenes. You got to see the battle scenes. The battle scenes. Literally, after watching the first two hours, I'm like, "Where is the battle scene? <laughs> Come on!" <laughs> so you finally get it at the end. But and I was like, "All right," but I wouldn't watch it again. If I do, I'd fast forward like you know two hours of it and then watch it. So um, I, I'm not sold on Mel Mel Gibson and, and drama. Like, that. what about Mel Gibson directing? He only has nine movie credits. I think he's good. So well, he's the Man Without a Face, Braveheart, Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto, Hacksaw Ridge, and then he's got two other movies that are in pre-production. I like Hacksaw Ridge a lot. I thought yeah. that was good. I've heard nothing but good things. I I tell you what, I saw the Passion, and the funny thing with the Passion when I saw it, it was on it was on Amazon Prime, right? So I said, oh, it's on. I'm going to watch it. You know, everyone talks about it. I never watched it. Everybody talked about it. I watched half of it, right? Because I couldn't take it anymore. I really couldn't. It got me. <laughs> I have to say, it got me. No, it got me. You know, I, and when I watched it, I wasn't, you know, where I'm at now as far as my faith. But either way, it got me. I was like, man, this is, wow, this is too much. So then I went to go see the rest of it the next day. And they took it off Amazon Prime. <laughs> so I never watched the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the beginning and I never so, watched the end. But I, I saw that movie when it came out. What did you think? In two, 2004, I went with my church and wow. everyone was crying. And I was probably, in 2004, I was probably like eight years old. No, I was a little bit older than that. But I never uh, saw that movie. I never went back to the 11. I was 11. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, you know, it's got to be a good movie if everyone's, you know, crying in a theater like that. I've never experienced anything like that with any other movie, so I guess that does say something. Yeah, um, and I mean, and I was watching on my phone, so you know, you watch it on your phone. You're like, you're the kids the are asking you to feed them, and then the dog, you got to feed the dog. Your wife's telling you to vacuum, and you know. And, I'm over yeah. here trying to watch a movie. You have you know, and I'm like, uh, You're that to one. I was days. just like, man, yeah. I was like, I can't take it. Like, I can't take it. Like, so directors, I've heard, I, you know, based on that one, I, and like Braveheart. I never saw Braveheart. Real quick though, I just wanted to say we did leave out that um, Mel Gibson was Mad Max. I don't know if you guys. Yes. Yes. Yes, he was. Series. 
No, yeah, and I've only seen the first one, so, um, which I think the only one that mattered. But Road Warrior, the Thunderdome. No, I didn't see the Thunderdome. No. I missed. I think Beyond the Thunderdome is the second Tina one. Turner. I missed Tina Turner and her. Uh, what did she have? A sides cut. What did she have? The... <laughs> she didn't need another just, hero. Oh, that one's just called Mad Max. Uh, so I want to watch Mad. Uh, that was the first one. First one, Mad Max. But um, uh, Brave yeah, Heart. so Braveheart, like I said, Braveheart was good. I thought the movie had too much love story in the beginning, and it is another three-hour movie. I never saw Braveheart either. Or I saw bits and pieces. Yeah, the battle scenes, of course, are great. I mean, of course, everyone talks about the, the what is that weapon that they have that has a ball at the end at the chain, the stick with the chain and the ball. What is that? A, a malice? Was it a was that a wife? George, <laughs> <laughs> you said the but ball I... and chain with the stick. That's not a wife. <laughs> that wasn't. The... No. Oh, sorry. I think I missed that scene on Braveheart. But anyways, there's a scene in there where uh, he You're talking about the love scenes. He... <laughs> uh, either way, there was a scene where he walks in and he clobbers this guy in the face. And literally, I remember watching this with my younger brothers and we literally slowed it down on our VHS tape. And it literally shows you to the point of impact. Granted, I mean, it's good camera work that he did, but if you slow it down slow enough, especially now, but back then we did it with the, uh, with the VHS and you literally see it hit his face. It's pretty cool. Um, well, you know, for its time, I guess you can say, and... um, but it's good that, uh, it is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's a love story, half of its love story. And yeah. then the rest is just revenge. So, um, so it is good. Apocalypse. That came out in 95. I heard that was good too. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, that I is that a one. brutal movie. It is. Yeah, um, a lot of gore. The cool thing though is that, so it's uh, takes place around a bunch of Mayans, like a Mayan village, and they're all speaking, you know, the indigenous language and everything. So you're literally just. Like they don't, I don't, if I remember correctly, they don't translate what they're saying. So you're just watching this guy, like go through this experience in this Mayan village. Um, and they try to execute him and he ends up escaping and they end up hunting him down. But it is, if you guys get a chance, it's worth watching. It's a good one. Yeah. I heard good things about that. All my buddies that seen it they say it's really good. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I heard nothing but good things about it. Um, Did you guys ever see Edge of Darkness? That's a recent a, one, isn't it? Yeah, 2010. Was he... Oh, uh, God, 10 years ago. Shit. He was in... His, <laughs> his daughter gets murdered and he's out for revenge. Oh, no. I haven't seen that one. That's pretty We're good. talking about his directing, but whatever. Um, oh, his directing? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so I've heard nothing about nothing but good things about his directing, so I, I would give him credit for that. I mean... I guess yeah. he's doing the Wild Bunch, right? It's just twenty twenty. I did. Here. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. I mean, I don't think Mel Gibson's really up there in terms of being a great actor. No. It, also, the Passion of the Christ Resurrection. 
I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. I almost said that like, uh, who's the, the guy from Office Space? Back up in your ass like the resurrection. <laughs> I don't know why they have problems saying his name. You know, uh, my favorite scene in that movie is when Michael Bolton at the beginning is singing Scarface. In yeah. the car. <laughs> my guy's holding the flowers, walking up, and he locks his car door. I wonder how many white guys in the in the office in their cubicles related to that scene. <laughs> Keep up, pistol point, pop. <laughs> <laughs> shit it gets me every time in his Corolla <laughs> and he gets really uncomfortable yeah. this guy's just walking around he's asking for change or something right? the guy... <laughs> uh, uh, it probably would have been funnier if he would have rolled on his one and he goes I really don't have any money man come on man leave me yeah. they always got to explain why they don't have money <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So I gave it a three. George gives it a five. You give it a was it a six or a six point five? Six point two. Six point two. I gave him a for effort. So <laughs> mm. it was a hundred and ten million dollar budget in that movie. It only made it just above it, really, one hundred thirteen in the U.S. Oh, it didn't. It didn't. It flopped because you spend like fifty to eighty million dollars on. Uh, promoting it yeah you know i think too at that time 2000 did anyone really want to go out and see a three-hour movie i I feel like that was really uncommon for the time yeah Uh, but i'm you know uh you're right but at the same time you wouldn't known it was three hours until you went and go see it i mean yeah i think you would have got caught i mean it did 215 worldwide um because i think the uh because I think the Chinese version, the one that showed up in China, I think they came in after they were done, and then they they beat everybody in the <laughs> revolution. <laughs> yeah. It's the British win, and then the Chinese beat the British. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the Chinese take the, the Chinese flag. version. They win, you know, yeah. and the U.S. becomes another Republic of China. So. <laughs> <laughs> where's that darn ted cruz bill let's sign it hurry up let's do it i know <laughs> anyways all right, all right so that's so our reviews that's it not that great of a movie i wouldn't recommend uh, nope. it. all right i'm trying to help up you know american revolutionary war flick here I but know. i guess not go watch your ken burns <laughs> yeah bbs ken burns. <laughs> revolutionary war um, you know, I can't even think of a good Revolutionary War movie. Um, what about the one with Denzel Washington Glory, and Matthew uh, Broderick? Yes, that's, Glory. That's I knew you were gonna say Civil that. War. That's the Civil that's War. That's the Civil War. Yeah. Oh, that's the Civil it's War. A, it's a good film. Um, just if you know, just to see Denzel Washington teardrop. That's just that's, the, that's that was the one of the Oscar. That's, that's what won right him there. the Oscar. That was man. If you, if you didn't have that teardrop, no Oscar. It would have gotten to some random white guy, man. So I'm, I I would have given it to Matthew Broderick. <laughs> would have given it to Matthew Broderick. <laughs> but as far as American Revolutionary, Revolutionary War uh, movie, hmm, that's a good question. There. Okay, so I just looked this up right now. 
The Patriot is really the only non-B-movie Revolutionary War movie. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Well, I okay, I kind of take that back. There was a movie in 1985 called Revolution with Al Pacino. Did he have uh, a ponytail too? He has long hair for sure. If he didn't have a if he didn't have a ponytail, then he's not doing it right. Um, you're right. I see it. My goodness. But they haven't made really a big studio Revolutionary War movie. They haven't. It's right. probably because war is so stupid back then with taking turns. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, like, you first, and then we'll go right after. Okay. <laughs> it's hard, man. Hey, but if you think about it, and I, I'm just saying, you do have to have some serious sharpshooters on your team. I meant, um, I just don't get that. Um, you do, I, I'm, but... sure I'm sure there's a reason for it, but if I remember too, we won the Revolutionary War because we developed guerrilla warfare. That's we stopped fighting. Can, stopped yeah. fighting. That's where the militia came by. They were just peasants who were just, they weren't, they didn't restrict themselves to that. Let's line up and just shoot each other. So there was a guy like George that was like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) What are you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) line up. (laughs) Well, I mean, remember uh, Last of the Mohicans? Remember that one? Another DDL classic. Um, That's, that's what the Mohicans were doing when, you know, they see, they, they see like the, yeah, French just march in a straight line, and then they just go to town on them. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, and they're still setting up, <laughs> and they're and they're scalping fools, and it's like, man, all right. Try what I see is what I see is funny about that is that they take turns advancing and shooting bullets at each other, right? And then when they get close, it's like an all-out war. Yeah, they're like all right, it's a sword. Right. Yeah, it, but, the, just, but you saw that too at the part. end. Remember at the end when they were like they were marching like against each other towards each other, and then but the the cannons were going off like and nobody flinched. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see that? that? It didn't hit anybody. The funny thing is, it didn't hit nobody in the line. But but they were just going and nobody flinched. I was like, man, even I was flinching. I was like, it's gonna hit somebody. Oh, you know <laughs> I what I mean? Bad for the band players in the front. You think they would be in the back? You, thanks, thank you, the drummer guy. <laughs> The guy with the flag had a chance. I mean, he could have. Because the, the bad guys are the ones that are keeping the rules, man. They're the, they're the ones that are letting the other team know, hey, you know that uh, we're on our way. Yes. So, hey, you know, I don't know who said it best. They, you know, they're not about, they're, they need their theme music. You know what I mean? That's what they needed their theme music. Well, they should have been in the back because those are the first guys to get killed. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, think about it. If, once the music stops, then you're kind of, you know, you're on your own. But if they're in the back still playing and all their guys die and they're still playing. <laughs> well, they needed them to die so John Williams could continue playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I saw John Williams and I go, oh, this is going to be a good soundtrack. Yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> I was waiting for some dinosaurs to come out, honestly. <laughs> Seemed like he kind of recycled some Jurassic Park material. I thought, I for a second, I thought G- General Cornwallis, Tom Wilkinson, was going to come out with some cargo shorts and a white shirt, just be like, <laughs> <laughs> with this walking stick. <laughs> Guess not. But anyways, 
All right, next week. Ooh, next week, we Carlos is choice. Excited. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. The Master. Let's write that down, George. The Master. Streaming right. on Netflix. I've been talking about this one for a while. Hopefully, I didn't overhype it. Not at all. <laughs> you did. All I heard, all I heard, really did. All I heard today was three hours of Joaquin Phoenix's uh, eye. But anyways. <laughs> 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 But yes, the master for next week, uh, which yep. would be our what, our fifty fourth episode. That is five hundred and fifty four. Okay, good. I was off by five hundred. Um, all right. There well, that's it. it. There it is. That's it. This hopefully, is... hopefully, there's some more news next week because there's nothing this week. This Rona is just killing the news cycle. It really is. It's messing up our podcast dreams. Being selfish. <laughs> I know. We just did, how long, how long did we do on, on the Patriot? How long did we hate on it? Well, we, we've hit the 58-minute mark. Um, we've hated on it for 54 minutes. Wow. Not, a good, <laughs> not a good movie. Not a good movie. Well, if people don't get it within the first five minutes... <laughs> Thank you for listening all the way through. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Well, Well, on that note, on that note, this is the No Names podcast, and we'll see you next week. No names or no name? Uh, No names. There's three of us. But the podcast. You know know why I, I brought that one up? Do you know why I brought that up? Because you always say no names. When you reference someone <laughs> in a meme, if you post something to the the meme group chat and you always say no names, we always know who you're referring to. All right, all right. So on that note, no, thank you for listening to the No Names podcast. I'm Enrique. I'm Carlos. I'm George. Another extra thank you to Carlos for producing and editing our podcast. Oh, you're welcome. No Thank you very much. Till next time, folks. And Peace. we're out. <laughs>